Uh, well, this morning, I want to just encourage you with um, just an Easter message. Uh, honestly, uh, over the years, uh, preaching on Easter has always been hard for me because the emphasis is on the resurrection, you know, uh, and it's kind of like for so many of us, there's a lot of other things in our life that probably matter more than Jesus' resurrection, just to be honest. So as I, you know, every last five years preaching here on Easter, I just thought, does this even matter to us anymore? And how could it matter? Uh, I'm going to start by uh, reading a scripture from Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And uh, this is a, the beginning. This is God creating all of life, all of creation, and creating you and me. And this is um, from Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. I'm going to start here. I'm going to go through a couple of scriptures this morning. Uh, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man came, became a living being. I want to read that again. This is a really great starting point for Easter. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. <clears throat> you matter to God. When God creates man from dust of the earth and he literally breathes into him, it's like his life coming into your lungs, coming into your body, and it's his life that brings you to life. To me, when I read this, this is the starting point that you matter to God. Uh, the narrative of scripture, as you study it, is a really great story about how much God loves us, and cares about us. And I use the word matter, though, because I find that when I talk about, oh, God loves you, you know, we use love so much, but it's really hard to feel loved by somebody if you feel like you don't matter to them. It could be in a marriage context. It could be in a work context. You know, am I cared about here? It could be in a church context. I think it's really hard to feel loved by somebody if you don't feel mattered, if they don't, you don't feel like you matter to them. Uh, in the last year, think about how many times in your life you had that fleeting thought, hopefully, but maybe a thought that kind of didn't go away as quick as you'd like. You don't matter. Uh, when people start talking about essential workers and you weren't included in that, how does that make you feel, right? By the way, I was an essential worker. Uh, talk, talking about maybe in your job situation, you know, where you didn't feel mattered or maybe you feel like when you got disconnected from your friends and family, that that was now missing from your life. You just got that kind of icky feeling. You don't matter. You had that person reminding you, you felt it, you felt loved. But how many times this past year, it matter. You felt that way. This happens in our lives. Now let's go before COVID happened. That was happening in your life too. We may have been busy or distracted ourselves with different things, but each of us desire to be loved. And I believe a part of that is feeling like we matter. And I want to tell you that you matter 
to God. Now flip over with me to Matthew chapter 27 and verse 50. Matthew 27 and verse 50. This is from the crucifixion story, okay? Matthew chapter 27 and verse 50. This is after Jesus suffers. He's beat up and he's just in so much pain and he's on the cross and this is what happens in verse 50. And when Jesus had, had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. See the parallel and the contrast? In Genesis, God puts breath and life into this lifeless body, and this body comes alive because we matter to God. In the crucifixion, breath, life comes out of a body, right? And it's still because you matter to God. Now, when breath came out of Jesus, when the life came out of Jesus, it was about you mattering to God. It's just that this time it came at a price. It came with pain. Uh, in this kind of narrative, it's just we look at this whole thing of this is like a sad moment, terribly sad, of Jesus suffering and dying. His disciples at this point have either denied him or run from him. He's alone. He's physically hurting. You think about the emotional toll that's happening on his body and his heart, all these things that are going on. And because you matter to God, his breath comes out of Jesus' body. Uh, I think about Saturday, which is between Jesus breathing his last breath, his breath coming out of his body, and the resurrection that we love to celebrate on Sunday. And this Saturday, uh, the disciples are sitting in confusion. They're sitting in not being able to visibly see Jesus and his miracles and his powerful words anymore. And so we have this disconnect from what they just saw for three years, powerful, amazing things, and all these things that Jesus promised. But then here we go, Jesus is dead. He's not doing any miracles. Nothing's going on. And I find that in that moment, the disciples and you still matter to God, but you just can't see it. Can you imagine seeing Jesus heal the blind, raise the dead, raise Lazarus from the dead? I mean, amazing things that Jesus, and in those moments, I will believe that God mattered, that we matter to God. But on Saturday, um, they cannot see Jesus promised they cannot see that they matter to God. The truth there is that even when God may be invisible, it doesn't change how he feels about you. It's so hard when you're in a fight or flight response or freeze response to believe that God still cares about you. I've got so many examples of when I was in a fight, flight, or freeze response. I've got so many stories. I tell my kids these things. And one of the things I tell my kids all the time is you can be scared and still make a good choice. You can be in a Saturday situation 
and you can't see God, he's invisible to you, and you can still yet believe you matter to him. Let's go to Sunday, Matthew chapter 29, verses 1 through 10. This is a few longer verses I'm going to read today, and this is the resurrection of Jesus. Matthew 29, verses, uh, sorry, Matthew 28, sorry, 29 on my notes. Matthew 28, uh, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. Verse 4, the guards were so afraid of him, they shook and become like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who, has, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Verse 7, then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women ran, hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. I love that part. Afraid yet filled with joy. That's both and. And ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. And finally, verse 10. Then Jesus says to them, what does he say? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This event changed the disciples' everything. Going back to what I said earlier, um, when we read what happened after this in the book of Acts, Incredible things happened in the disciples' lives in the early church. They didn't have the Bible like we have it. Uh, they didn't have all the uh, resources that we have today for worship and gathering and all this tech stuff, right? Um, they What they had was they saw and heard Jesus with them for a few years. And then, like, they were scared out of their minds because Jesus was dead. And then they saw him alive for the early church, for the disciples. The resurrection actually mattered. The resurrection became for them something that changed their life and changed their behavior. The resurrection wrecked the plans they had for themselves. It wrecked the plans that society had for this group, right? It wrecked the plans, the expectations of what others could put on them. The resurrection did that for them. And as I ask myself, and I want you to consider today, how the resurrection could matter to you. Think about over this past year, all the things you found uh, that mattered to you, <laughs> like hanging out with people, hugging people, handshakes, all this stuff, right? Uh, you know, my oldest just went back to school this past week and just seeing these kids, he and Paul was just like, Dude, they missed each other, being able to go to the playground now. There's so many things that matter to us. And it's okay. Money matters too. It matters. We make plans. We, we make good decisions, hopefully. We're planning for retirement or a rainy day. There's really great principles out there, out there on 
how money matters and how to make good decisions. But as believers, what about the resurrection? And to be honest with you, I struggled with this for a long time until I understood this, this one truth for me that I think you can um, hold on to this, that the resurrection can matter to you because of this. The resurrection allows us to want tomorrow. Hundreds of thousands of people have died this past year. That means millions were connected to people who died, suffering. Uh, we've seen on national news and protests around the country suffering when it comes to race and equality. Uh, we've seen people have all kinds of struggles. But even before that, before this whole pandemic put suffering in kind of everybody's front, front page kind of thing, um, haven't you been suffering too before that? The family you came from, the crazy awful things that happened there. You know how hard it is to work jobs and feel like you're getting nowhere, right? Suffering when it comes to broken relationship. Uh, I read an article the other day that talks about there's this concept, there's this rise of adult children cutting their parents out of their life. I'm not telling you right or wrong. I'm just saying there's a study out there showing there's a rise in that. And I'm like, that's pain. Uh, you think about many years even before the struggles you've had with being rejected, an addiction in your life, habits, hangups. These are awful things that you have lived with for years. Well, why the resurrection matters is that he could heal you and bring new life to you tomorrow. As bad as today was, and I don't have to fill in the blank for you. We got some bad days. You've had some bad days. We try to cope, hide, distract from those bad days. But no matter how bad that was, because God breathed life into man from the dust, that he took life out of Jesus, that he put life back into Jesus, conquering anything that can take you away from his best. I'm going to say that again. Raising Jesus from the dead was God conquering anything that could take you away from his best. Think of the trauma. We talked about trauma these last few weeks. You think of the pain. You think of the foolishness almost of trying hard when you've got so much opposition. So you've got every reason in the world to just give up. It makes no sense to want tomorrow unless God could do something different than today. That God could heal what happened to you. That God could free you from the power of fear on your, on, on your life. The resurrection matters, church, because you'll get up tomorrow and try again. The resurrection matters because tonight you're going to go to bed and thinking, tomorrow God could do something. I want tomorrow. The resurrection matters 
so that tomorrow when you've got to go to the same job, deal with the same people that are frustrating, right? You got the same family, you know, you got all the same things. Listen, you can want tomorrow still and nothing can change around you because we believe God could do something. How many times have you been in a situation where you've made a million mistakes and you feel like, oh my goodness, I made so many mistakes. In marriage, in relationships, how many times have you fallen in that habit or addiction or whatever it is that you feel so guilty and shameful about millions of times? Don't give up. It's worth facing the addiction tomorrow. It's worth facing that tough relationship tomorrow. It's worth facing financial pain tomorrow because of the resurrection. God could do something different. I'm going to close by saying this. Every pain in your life, everything that's hard, every, when I kind of come down to four things, everything that's related to shame, pain, fear, and isolation or loneliness in your life, everything that has wrecked your life related to those four things has an end date. I don't know if it's going to be all tomorrow for you, but what I do know is our time on this earth is just for a little while. And God will heal everything. That's why the resurrection matters. I've been following Jesus for over 20 years. Been through different things. Uh, and here's what I know. There's no, no thing that can take me away from his best for me. Same for you. I'm going to close by... Uh, reading a prayer I've been working on. Uh, you get the wonderful privilege, hopefully, and it's a blessing to hear from my journey of crazy things and life and all that. You've heard many of my stories. And I just want to read this prayer to you that I've been working on and uh, going back and forth on. And I feel like this is like my like everyday prayer. Um, and this is like what I've come to realize uh, is living a Good Friday, a silent Saturday, and a wonderful, awesome new life Sunday every day. Uh, I'll put the prayers on the screen here. here here's the prayer that I'm going to pray today, and I'm going to leave this with you to consider to pray and add to how you pray. Jesus, I believe you are Lord of all, so I surrender my all. I give you my heart to shape and to mold, to heal and to hold. I will stay near you with my soul. I believe you are alive, so I hope for tomorrow. I want to tell you today that as foolish, irrational as it is, it feels, to want another day in this pain and suffering, this crazy world that you live in. Because of the resurrection, you can actually want tomorrow because of what he can do in your life.